I've loved working with like the parameters of the square. Like something symmetrical about it and trying to fit it inside the square. And um and the scale of it, I think just because I think it has so much more impact, like being that size. And where there is a lot going on in a lot of my painting, I think it needs a bit of room to, to kind of like have that impact. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. I'm the host and creator, Aaron S, and this is part two of my conversation with Carl Beasley. If you haven't heard part one yet, please listen to last week's episode as this part is a direct continuation of the conversation. Thank you very much. Carl's work can be looked at as a reflection of the current digital age, overflowing with many visual elements. His work is beautifully chaotic. You know, I've actually never thought about the idea of your work being a mixture of both British and American aesthetics. Like that's actually a really interesting way to look at it, actually. Because it's like the British part of your work is like, obviously you and your culture being very personal to you. But the American side is like the aesthetic of, as you said, like pop surrealism and pop art. Like that's kind of actually a really interesting way to think about it. Because now I'm looking at your work, especially with piece behind you. I'm like, it's kind of neither here nor there. It's neither British yeah. or American. Like it's kind of interesting, actually. This weird kind of interesting blend. And it makes me wonder, like, have you ever or would you ever collaborate with other artists? I think the, like one of the, the things I'd, I'd love to do, like, and I think this is one of the reasons I paint on a square as well, because I've always been like inspired by the like, album covers and stuff. Mm. They've been a big part of it, but I'd love to bit, like collaborate with like an artist or a band or, or that I really loved and like them give me, say, like a like a brief um, and kind of work with them to, to figure out what how they want to sort of like to show their like to present their music in a certain way and how I can kind of like put my spin on that. And kind of, and I think that'd be really cool. And I think it's something that I think I could I could do quite well. Like I think I could take a piece of music and then kind of like interpret that and or, or some an album and listen to it and speak with the the artist and or the band and say they could tell me what they why they done it and the feelings that they didn't done and like give me elements of what you know and I think I think I'd be quite good at communicating that for a painting I think that would be quite a cool thing to do like, I'd love to love to do that I think that'd be a really good idea I think it's such an interesting yeah. idea because I feel like your work has it has a scope to be so many different things because it can be like, it can be like an advertisement for somebody. It can be part of like yeah. an ad, a huger, bigger ad campaign, but it can also bring different elements and people together. So let's just say, this is like a super random example. So don't judge me here. You know, when like, who was it that did a weird takeover? Like Asda did a takeover with like Sainsbury's or something. I might have got that hideously wrong, but even something like that, like bringing like two completely different or even two similar things together in a painting, you know, could work interestingly well. Like if you were to do like, let's just say randomly, because thinking about the Tesco reduced sticker, if you did like an image based on retail and you had like signage from each of the different stores or like, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know if that makes any yeah. sense, but like different no, kind no, of combinations. No, yeah. Like, yeah. This is the thing. So your work is all about combinations and your work is all yeah, about exactly kind exactly. of the, um, I, I like to kind of consider your work as like stacking. It's like stacks of different yeah. combinations, whether that be like literal or physical, because as, as we've discussed previously, like the idea of you having individual pieces you can fit together it's like a, it's like a huge jigsaw puzzle that's what your work is yeah. it's like a jigsaw puzzle like it's it's stuff like that like i think there's so much kind of potential and so much value and so much depth you can go into because each individual small element in your work is can be part of a larger bigger picture somewhere else or like it's it denotes just something entirely different like it's yeah. it's kind of hard to explain but it's like 
there's just so much imagery you can embed within your work that would mean so many things, different things to different people. Like you could easily have your work, you know, in a Coca-Cola commercial, for instance, or like that, like you can use advertising so well into your work. Even if like, even if you just painted QR codes into your work or had QR codes kind of on the top of your work as well, yeah. or like make it interactive, make people kind of like roll the dice and give you, give you suggestions for different things to paint, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. There's so many things yeah, you could do. I'm definitely open to that sort of idea. Like it's, it's, um, I'm not, I'm not sort of like a strict sort of person goes, I, I just want, I just want to do my own thing and thing. I do like, I've learned like collaborating is a great thing. Like I think you can come up with like amazing stuff, like by collaborating. Um, and I don't think I've done enough of that really. Like, and just, um, kind of, again, it's the bouncing ideas thing and you can put your own spin on things, but with a bit of guidance, if that makes sense. Like it's, it very much does, but I'd also be really curious to think about how people would collaborate with you in your work because your work is so visually busy. Like that's also what I find interesting. Like, yeah. like how could they collaborate with you? Like how would they be able to collaborate with you? Because your work is almost always everything at once anyway. It's yeah. just like, it's like how would like, so for instance, like I'm thinking of like maybe like, it, let's just say this is somebody you might not know. So there's an abstract artist called Rebecca Youssef, who is absolutely lovely. Like imagine like if she, if you and her collaborated, she could literally just paint over one of your images. But I leave yeah. some parts exposed. You know, even just something as simple as that, like where like you're both putting your own stamp on one image together. Like I don't know, I think you'd be very interesting to collaborate with. Yeah, yeah. It's like you I'd know. definitely be open to like doing more stuff like that. It's um yeah, for sort of like I think it gives it a different different spin. And also like I think it kind of, could kind of like enhance both I don't know, it's just 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 different ideas coming together. It's like when you like almost like have a band and like a different elements and you've got someone putting in yeah. something and then them throwing something at it makes the other person think in a different way and bounce off in a different way and then the other person whereas if they were doing it on their own in separate rooms it'd come together and it wouldn't be so cohesive and it would kind of like I think the joy of like hearing something or like seeing something and using that to influence your own thing and just just sort of like bouncing around like a pinball it's kind of it's that's where creation comes from. And I think you can get some really cool stuff. But I had a conversation with, I think it was Mr. Phyllis the other day, because I'm, I'm still thinking about the conversation. I edited it, <laughs> I edited it yesterday. So, well, the last second part of it yesterday, so it's on my mind. Because it's weird when I edit conversations with people, like I always think, it's weird because I always think about what people said. And like, even yeah. now, there are certain artists I can quote, or there are certain artists I remember what I spoke to them about, because like, we had a really good conversation. Um, like there was a guy I spoke to in episode 17, Mr. Mark Thompson. And it was talking about this idea of, and it works out really well for your work, actually, the idea of like the netherworld, which is like this in between, in between the real and the abstract is work that sits kind of like, yeah. that's neither one or the other. And he called it the netherworld. And, like every single time, like and every single time I talk to somebody about their work, I'm like, oh, well, an artist friend of mine said it's like the netherworld. And I'm like, this is what your work is like to me. So it's kind of nice like when you remember things that other people said and you're like, oh, yeah. I always try to reference people where I can because obviously none of my ideas are my own. There are other people's. So yeah. but that's a great way of putting it. Like, cause this, it is like the thing of being halfway in between. Like it's got connection to this world, but it's kind of not yeah. quite real. If that makes sense. It's kind of like it's has that has its own atmosphere about it. I use the word atmosphere quite a lot, which is quite weird for like painting. Like, but it's kind of, that's the kind of art I love. There's ones that generate like a, a feeling. It makes um, sense. And sometimes it can be like, not really explainable but kind of like but they've got this kind of like cohesive um thing going on where it just just has like a certain makes you feel uneasy or makes you feel in a certain way when they've created a almost like a their 
own little world. It's like world building. It's kind of it's yeah. it's that's what really interests me. So. so I wrote down here. I wrote process angles because I really I like that phrase. That phrase really fascinates yeah. me because process architecture is is gorgeous and also like you know yeah. I love Bruce's architecture. There's a, there's a, there's like an Instagram account. I think it's called like Brute Builds that I follow, and it's so cool. Like some of the like the the, the imagery on there is just yeah, like incredible. I love I love it, and it's um, and again that was like I put that down because it's something that's like always like fascinating me because it's kind of it's ugly and beautiful at the same time. It's kind of like very concrete and like, but there's something there's something eerie about it as well. It's something very strange, um, and I quite like that. It's like too uniform. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like too grey. But that's yeah. not really nice it's, about that. Yeah, it's very it's, it's a it's a, yeah, it's, it's something just like uns, kind of unsettling, but kind of like aesthetically pleasing as well, like looking in, it's kind of like yeah. It's... Have you ever been to the Barbican in London? Do you know what? No, I don't think I have I think I did I go past it the other day? I think I might have been to the Barbican, yeah. Well, I went through for a um a gig there, I think. There was like a like um it was like a composer doing like oh, wow. um a guy called Clint Mansell who does um does a lot of film scores for like like Darren Orofsky films. Um oh, wow. I saw him there, I think. I think it was a Barbican. Pretty sure it was a Barbican. But they, is that the one with the outdoor they have the outdoor um garden as well that's kind of like enclosed in and it's got the I'm not sure of that. I'm very... not sure if they do. They might be. They might do, but it's like they kind of they're more. like High rise, high rise blocks of flats are like on different levels. Oh yeah, and it's and it's like it's proper like it's like Bruce's architecture. It's like my favorite yeah. place in London to go because it's just oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I've been there so many times to photograph it, and I still want to go back again. Um, yeah, it's just it's one like... of my favorite places. It's, it's just so interesting. It's just also because there's nowhere else like it. I've never been anywhere like it, and it feels weird because it doesn't feel like you're in London. It feels like you're in some kind of weird Soviet prison, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but. Well, I like yeah. these. I like these again. It's like uh, it's the whole atmosphere thing. I like I like these spaces, like that are kind of like almost like feel feel. It's, a, it's just got a strange feeling to them. It's like I went for a stage of like like in a lot of accounts that do do like the whole what's it called urban exploring, like in yeah. like the derelict malls and stuff. And the the, yeah. the it's like I find that really fascinating. Like a, a something that's kind of been kind of used for something for so long and then all of a sudden it's been abandoned like i love these like yeah because again it's 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 for me that it's about like kind of a feeling a weird feeling like so sorry going back to the brutus angles where we got here sorry i was like that's how we got here sorry, sorry, sorry. so i put here so i put brutus angles put the construction slash deconstruction of the human form and the way that buildings are knocked down and rebuilt the idea of like you're you're knocking down and rebuilding the figure like i like this idea of like the idea of rebuilding it's not just about world building but it's also about rebuilding because the figures are not complete it's like fragments of, of figures you have hands you have eyes you have feet you have different body parts but they're never really complete like is yeah. the idea of like the deconstruction and reconstruction of the figure something that's in your work yeah i think so i think it's just like again like i said it's like um always treating it like it's building lego blocks almost and putting things together and, and, and taking them apart and just having that sort of like childish um view of art i think like i just try not to take it too seriously and try to have fun with it um and i think that doesn't involve a lot of deconstruction and moving things around in certain ways um but also having like a, a fluidity to it and it's yeah i think it does because i put here i wrote 
I can't remember what I was thinking when I wrote this, but I put here, disconnection between the viewer and the artist, the fragmentation and rebuilding of the self, life is a puzzle. And I think it kind of comes back to this idea of digital age and the idea of like, when we post images of ourselves online, it's all very curated. You know, it's like we're, yeah. we're choosing what we, how we present ourselves. And I was thinking like your work is kind of interesting because it's almost like your work is like a pop culture puzzle. That's kind of what your work is like. Um, and I think that's that's a um, that actually might also be an interesting theme to kind of consider this idea of disconnection, this idea of um, fragmentation, this idea of the digital age, this idea of yeah. pixelation, this idea of bending the human form to become something, as you said, like Francis Bacon, like something that isn't human, but still mm. gives the illusion of being human. But then that yeah. goes into the whole rabbit hole of like what is hum- what is being human. But that's also something you can talk about in your yeah. work, like. In fact, tell you what to do. And actually, it's kind of, it's, it's not my idea. It's really an idea from somebody else. Should I ask you the question? Um, you know what? Actually, I will ask you the question. So a couple of interviews ago, by the time this comes out, I interviewed a lady called Anna Carl. And she had an interview for Mr. Frivolous, who is going to be a few episodes before this. But I'm going to ask you her question to you, because I think it would be interesting for you to answer it. And her question, yeah. well, the first part of her question was, how would you describe your work in one word? See, that's, that's a difficult one. I'd say it's oh, I suppose at the moment I, I, the word I keep coming back to is like fragmented and kind of like it's it's quite I think it's quite striking. Um, striking is a bit of a boring word. I'm trying to think of like so this. I don't know how would how would you describe it like if you had to in one word what would you say puzzle puzzle yeah because the interesting thing about a puzzle though is that you can put it together in any way you want and there yeah. although there is a right way to put it together putting it together in the wrong way can also yield interesting results. So it's kind of like, that's what your work is like. It's like you're putting things together. Yeah. There's a right way for you to do it, but there's also the ways that you don't do it right also give you good results. Like it's interesting yeah. in that respect. But the reason I asked you that is because another good exercise you could probably do is literally message five people and say, what, like, give me, just say, say to people, say, what, how, what five words would you use to describe this piece of work? And that yeah. way you'll get like core themes that your work is giving people, like the kind of uh, aesthetics that your work is, people have seen your work as quite instantly. Because obviously, like, if you say to somebody, how would you describe this work in one word? You know, get that to 100 people, say, you'll get a pretty good idea of what kind of themes what people are seeing in your work. So I thought also, mm-hmm. it's a great question. I was like, this is such a good question. Um, yeah, so, it's, it's, and it's a hard question to ask as well. It's a hard it, question to answer. Especially. Yeah, it really, it really is. Like, it's, it's, it's something that is just... So hard to like because you have to really distill like down what you're to doing like one, yeah distill it distill it down to one word is 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 really sort of like tricky but 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 it's, it's like you said it's good good challenge to sort of like see what yeah. people would how people would describe it like what it is should, the yeah. what is the one factor of it that, that kind of sums it all up yeah. so I'm just talking about the scale of your work because your work is huge yeah so I'm kind of curious like what prompted you to make work at that size um and actually how big is it actually just for people who don't haven't seen it they're like a meter by a meter so it's 100 centimeter by 100 centimeters and the reason i work on that that size like it's it's to be honest it's the stupidest idea ever to work on a size like that because not only does it make it so difficult to transport the works it also like like i was saying before like it boosts the price up so you can't it so it makes it a bit more i don't know it's a it's a a lot to be selling in one painting um so it's it's really not sensible but i've always painted like 
as soon as I started painting on these sort of like square canvases, it's just always been something that I've I've loved working with like the parameters of the square. Like something symmetrical about it and trying to fit it inside the square. And um and the scale of it, I think just because I think it has so much more impact, like being that size. And where there is a lot going on in a lot of my paintings, I think it needs a bit of room to, to kind of like have that impact. But yeah, I just love, I love looking at large paintings, like huge paintings and just seeing like, I don't know, I think it does, which is why I really want to kind of get them out there at some point. Like, I think it, they work so much better. I think every time someone's seen it in the flesh, they've gone, I didn't realise it was that big. Even because mm. however many times you take a photo of, of, of yourself next to it, um, whatever angles, it's almost impossible to like, recreate that scale of of the work until you see it in person um yeah and i think i think large large paintings for me they like i don't know it's like i find it quite a like satisfying size to paint on to be honest it's it's like but yeah it's, it's just it's not practical in the slightest because I, I kept on thinking i need to do stuff smaller so it would give me the opportunity to send the works off more affordable like like send like trying to send these these things off is imagine is like a challenge in itself it's such a, a nightmare um so yeah I, i'd love to like i wish i could could work on sport but i just keep getting drawn back to the larger paintings i don't know why maybe you could just challenge yourself and do like a small series of like six images like smaller scale yeah six images I kept thinking about doing something like that like I'd, I'd forget the big canvases for like a month or two and just just yeah do the smaller scale things um because I think that, like, I love the size of your work. I think it's great. But I think you're also right in terms of, like, there is a limitation that comes with that. Like, yeah. getting them to galleries, getting them, even just, even people buying that kind of work. Like, people need that yeah. kind of space in their house. Not everybody has a meter by meter wall in their house. Well, exactly, so, yeah. It's wall space as well. It's, it's, it's That's a big part of it. So there's so much to think about in terms of, like, moving forward. But it's actually kind of funny because people normally do the opposite. People normally work really small, then go really big, which is actually yeah, really it's... funny. Yeah, we're just it it shows that like my main aim from the start was always about like creating the work and not 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 selling it. Cause if I was if I was my main goal was to like sell the pieces and it was all about the business side of things, I would have worked on smaller, I would have done stuff that was people would want on their walls more often, mm. like um something that um yeah, because I completely understand like my painters are not always like stuff that people would want on the walls like i just need to like but again i think by doing like these strange things sometimes you can find a few people who really really love that work instead of having like a broader audience who think it's all right like it's you get people who are more passionate the the more niche things are i think possibly i would agree with that but i also feel like i know a few artists that i think um have a similar trajectory to you in terms of the art market yeah. and i feel like your work is very sellable i definitely i don't know if personally just for my opinion or just for what i've seen i don't know if the size mm -hmm. is a hindrance to it might actually be yeah. potentially but i also feel like in terms of selling your work i don't have any qualms or any kind of considerations that you can't sell your work i think you very much could easily sell your work i mm -hmm. think it's just about having the right audience and the value in your yeah. work but also having the right outlet for your work as well i think there are certain galleries that i'm pretty sure would be very happy with your work they may just be happy with the size of it. That might be the, that might actually potentially be your only yeah. right, potentially. Yeah. Because the problem is like selling a piece of work is one thing, but selling a piece of work at that size is a very different thing. And also for American listeners, that's forty inches by forty inches, roughly, because they don't work in centimeters or meters. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. 
or actually yeah 40 by 40 inches which is, it is yeah yeah it's, it's roughly about 40 inches yeah. um, i should know i have weapon of timber so i should really know <laughs> I should know her feet, but I don't. I'm not going to try to embarrass myself and pretend. Um, so, would you ever consider creating like a mural? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of. Lo- I kind of like to try that. Like, I did get asked about it once, and I backed out because I. I, right. I was wor- because I was worried I couldn't do it justice. Like it was a t- it, This was I was going back kind of like five years, um, five or six years. Um. It was through creative debuts who have, have had a few opportunities with before and um and they said about doing this mural and i would have had to get time off work anyway but then oh, i yeah. was but i was all also i think the main thing was i was just worried i couldn't replicate it using a using a very different medium and the pressure of having it there out in the open uh, like if it was now i'd probably say yeah and like what's the worst that can happen but back then I was a bit bit more kind of like I didn't want to mess it up I, re- I really didn't want to like close that door with them by doing something that I couldn't couldn't do um but yeah I, sh- I should have I, sh- I should have ser- said like yeah I'll give it a go um because we were saying about like um was it Revs One who yeah like you've interviewed before like I met him briefly up at one of like the creative debuts events in London. And I think he said like it it could look really cool, your your style yeah. of paintings in, in like on like a mural form. It's um good. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's something something that I definitely like again, that's it's I would I would end up talking myself out of doing stuff rather than rather than go, why not? So but I need to I need to change that. I need to like just just be, be more bold and go, yeah, I can do this. So do you ever worry about repetition of imagery in your work? Uh, yes, it's, yeah, it is worrying. Like, because you, you kind of want to keep it kind of pretty consistent and, like, have your paintings look look like a set, kind of, like, look like a... Cohesive. Cohesive, that's the word, yeah. So, so you, want, you want it to be cohesive, but, yeah, you don't want to keep repeating yourself over and over. And I do think um, I kind of have done in the past, like... The repetition thing but then i kind of snapped out of it um i think i've kind of kept the same sort of style but i've kind of manipulated it a lot more but i love artists who who do kind of change their style over time and yet you can still tell it's them like, like there's an artist called i don't know if you know andrew salgado um oh, who does like portraiture yeah and he does he does like these but the way he's like i've been following him for like years now and he's he's how he's changed and um sort of like adapted his style over the years has been great because you can still see it's still him and if you look at the work from the from say eight years ago to the work now there's a gradual progress like there's kind of like you can see the process of like how he's gone from that to that to that to that to that so i think you do need to change it up a bit over time and i think maybe i haven't done that enough um in terms of my almost my application to the paint as well as well as the style um but yeah i think for me repetition i don't want to repeat myself because i'll get bored so i'd like i get bored quite easy and i think that's been a bit of a downfall as well that i've kind of like jumped from thing to thing like i've passed i've been halfway through a series of something and then i've jumped to a completely different painting and I actually added like a, a a section on my website called like the experiments lab where i've just like thrown everything that doesn't really fit together that's cool though. 
like with like in, into a series. So I've kind of like thrown that all together. And that might be say, like if I've done a painting of someone, someone like in the public realm, like, it, like a famous person, like it's, that could be thrown in there or, or something that I've tried out a direction I tried out and it hasn't quite worked or I haven't wanted to pursue in that direction. Um, so I kind of like, I've had that section where I've kind of like just thrown it in, in there. Um, but yeah, I've kind of, again, I've like saying about consistency, I've, I've, which comes up quite a lot. I've kind of become okay with my work being a bit all over the place and it's, it kind of suits like the paintings as well. Cause the paintings are a bit all over the place and a bit, bit sporadic and a bit like fragmented and kind of it's it's something that I've kind of like seen my work as kind of a bit, bit more like a, a scrapbook than maybe some other artist who who has a very clean kind of like look to their to their output mine might be a bit messy and a bit childish and a bit like here and there but I've just learned to embrace it and like embrace that messiness I think it works out well for the kind of person you are and also it's the aesthetic like there's a set your work has a very particular aesthetic but i think changing that would change your, your work you know yeah it would change like, yeah. the way you do things and i think i think it works probably for the kind of person you are and the way in which you'd like to work as you said it's about the process and now that you said that i look at your work and I'm like that makes a lot of sense it's not yeah. about having you know a beautifully rendered painting it's not about having something that is pristine and perfect it's not about having something that is um together it's actually about the opposite. Yeah. It's about experimenting. It's about trying new things, trying new techniques, trying different angles, trying different poses, trying different yeah. uh, ways of painting, different depths, you know, flat images versus realistic images. You know, it's kind of, it's almost like a sounding board in a way, mm. um, which is kind of interesting to look yeah. at your work like that because it's like, it's almost like your, tell you what your work is like. Your work is like a broken TV that flicks through different channels. That's what I like your work that. is like. I like that a lot. That's I, might what actually, like. I might take that and use it in my go ahead go ahead but that's exactly what your work is like in my it's like, personal statement that's it's, like, it's like, like your, it's like your computer is your computer has crashed and it's just spewing out random web pages and you're getting yeah. these bits of random imagery from completely different places a bit like how my brain works kind of like dotting around from place to place so it's good. it's like you have 50 tabs open and your computer is frozen yeah that's what yeah. it's like that's what you want because it's like you're trying to it's like this is why i keep coming back to kind of the digital agents idea of like information like your work has so much information very much like that's just the interesting parallels you can draw between your work and and the contemporary society we live in which i think is very important for you to talk about your work in that way because it could really help people understand it in a more of a why is it contemporary why is it current why is it important kind of way if that makes sense because yeah. like because it's like saying like you know your work is holds like the internet holds a lot of information that can only be that can only contain that that has like a certain limit like it seems that your work seems endless but it's not you know i don't know if that makes any sense yeah okay so i actually wanted to ask your opinion and i don't think i've asked anybody yet i don't know why but ai art what is your opinion on the current rise of ai art and how do you think that's going to affect kind of art in general it's it's, it's interesting like like i always find it funny how against these things people are and it's people have like a massive strong opinion of it um I find it quite funny like <laughs> like there's always like I to me it's it's something that's going to happen whether like it's it's here <laughs> whether you like it or not um um it's kind of it's kind of like I at first the first AI images I saw like in art I didn't even realize that they were AI images mm. like I sent them to my brother and it was like because we kind of like this like the cool like surreal thing and a lot of them had this very like uncanny kind of like 
very like there's an artist I like called Matthew Barney who who done like he's, he where he used to like he dresses up as things he done like, really odd yeah. like oh yeah I know yeah I know his it's hard to explain like a, like create creates his own like real world and a lot of these AI things were like coming out looking a bit like that um, and there's another uh, like an artist I like called Rachel McLean and she's like a Scottish artist and she does very she like dresses up and puts like makeup on and she, but she does it obviously very physically and stuff but a lot of these images were coming out like looking kind of like that and it was kind of that art kind of like and I kept I sent it to my brother and I was like look at this this is um this is really cool and he said that do you know that's AI and I was like no <laughs> so I didn't even realize that there was this this whole thing and then but now I kind of like you can you can kind of tell which one's AI and which one's not um it's not something that I would get into because again I enjoyed doing the, the process of it um you could use it as a tool to explore and stuff um it's yeah it's, it's it's interesting it's just it's just the world changing again like there's so many things like how the how the world changes over time and you don't expect it and then you kind of like adapt to it and stuff but I think a lot of people do get scared that it's going to like take their take their jobs and stuff um and maybe it's just me being like a little bit selfish that I don't that I don't do it for full time so it's not going to affect me okay. massively so that might be a reason but I also think it's it's kind of like one of these these things that it's just it's just the world changing and it's um some of it's quite <laughs> interesting to look at like, I don't like but it's um but there was another thing I saw the other day that was really like there's a artist called um Matthew Stone I think his name is and yeah. he done, he's quite cool. He's done like the cover for FK A Twigs album, yeah. um, I think. Yeah, the last one. I think Jesse Kander done the first one, and like, um, and I saw he put a video up, and there was like a machine was was oil painting a painting, like, and it was like, so if you go on his like thing, you can see this this machine was like doing like an oil painting like of his work. And then there was a close-up of it, and it looked like paint. It was, it was, it was, it was so bizarre. Um, and that's when I thought, sort of like, wow, that's 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 great. But again, I just just me being nosy, like reading the comments underneath, and some people were like really hating on it and stuff. And like, um, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things that I kind of like. Just it's it's not it's. I enjoy the process of, of creating art with like with my hand. That's kind of like how I enjoy um doing it um i can see why people are scared if it's like that, if that's their living and it's it's going to be changing but again it's 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 one of those things like what what can you do about it it's um it just yeah it's for, for me it's it's just it's just interesting rather than um i don't i don't i'm not one of these people who really like has strong opinions of hate on it like it's not like AIR or like machines painting and stuff it's like it's it's the world changing that's all it is I can't, I can't like it's not I'm not gonna cry about it I about to say that's a good perspective to have actually yeah I think I think a lot of people might look, look at like hear this and go oh shit like he's, he's like that's, that's 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 not right that's not a right way to look at it but um but yeah it's it's unfortunately that's the way the world is going it's turning like into machinery but i don't think it will ever get rid of like the, the creative aspects of art like like i said the, the part i love about art is someone's idea and the, but the, the brain aspects and i think you to get authentic art that's that's directly something out of someone's brain there will always be a place for that i think i think it's i think like ai art or like 
when the NFTs come in, like it's, it's, it's a completely different thing. It's there's all, there will always be people who, who will love like hand painted stuff or will love something that's been done by like directly by human. Um, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, I just find it quite interesting how, how much it changes like the world and like, it's very hard to keep up with. It's, it's like, I find it more like fascinating to like the, the changes rather than, rather than worrying about it too much. I remember I read somewhere, I can't remember where I read it. It must've been, I don't know if it was on Instagram, but I think someone was like, oh, if you're scared of, of AI taking over your job, maybe you're not doing your job properly or something like that. And it was something, something kind of a bit like, that's going to cause a lot of problems if you say stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only, I think the only place it's going to impact is like, yeah. Well, actually, I think it would impact a lot of places, but I think the only issue I've got with it is that companies will use AI to create imagery rather than pay like an artist or a photographer. That's where it becomes a problem. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think when I was reading into a lot of that, I think that's that's a very, very like dodgy area, like especially it's when it's taking like images from like artists who don't have a lot of money and then they're, and they're, yeah. and they're coming up with something that's very, very similar to what they do. Um, yeah there's definitely there's definitely reason for concern there there is definitely reason for concern um it's but it's just something that i like because i to be honest i technology if i can take as much technology out of 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 my art as possible because i like computers go wrong everything goes wrong printers i have a nightmare of printers everything to do with technology to me is like it's sort of like i just don't like it frustrates me like it it but you know it's got we're living in a world now where we have to use it like have to make use of it and kind of and adapt to that adapt to it so i think it's something like i can understand i can understand why people have strong opinions about these about these things um but it's it's just something we've got to adapt to whether we like it or not i think so i want to talk a little bit about your creative process like are there any particular routines that you have that have you focus on your work a lot of the time, like one of my main things is just if I get in from work, if I want to paint that night, just go straight, put my painting clothes on and go straight into the room and start it. Because if I sit down for five minutes, five minutes will turn into 10, 10 will turn into an hour. And then I'll get distracted by something and it won't happen. So I think it's a lot of the time it's just, it's like, if anything, like going for a run, if you're not feeling right, just put your shoes on, go for it, like straight away. Otherwise, the more the more you think about it the more yeah, you'll talk yourself absolutely. out of it um so yeah do that like um i quite like having like my own little being in my own little world and like just kind of creating i think that's where i find my enjoyment when i'm in the flow of it like, like the, the actual creating the, the the concept first that's quite um that's where the the creativity is and like and like I said, I like that, but that, again, that involves technology and that in, involves a lot of, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does. When I'm in in the zone of like, there's a certain point of a painting when I'm just in the zone of it, where I'm kind of like, just just happy with it and like content. Um, another thing I like about painting is I can kind of like, almost switch my brain off and kind of like, it's just come, it's just sort of like a natural process rather than I don't have to concentrate on something. I don't have to like, it's not like I'm on the computer and I'm, I'm, I'm moving bits about. I'm, it's, I'm just in it and kind of like, it's finding a flow. Like it's finding that, that 
How important is it for you to show or document the creative process of your work? Like, do you ever show your failed images? I think it's, for me, it's, it's, I've got better at showing it. Like, um, when I first, like, it took me ages to be comfortable with, like, sharing pictures of myself, like, or videos of myself. In the past few years, I've become a lot more comfortable with that. Um, because I think it's very, it is quite helpful, I think. Um, I used to just literally pick, post pictures of, of the paintings themselves. Um, and also, like, showing the painting on the easel as well it shows the scale of it and stuff um and yeah, i think it is for me absolutely. it's 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 important important being like quite a kind of like i'm not a big artist i can't i almost can't not do it like i'm almost have to kind of like put myself out there and show people like a bit of personality um but yeah, I think it all depends on the, the artists themselves. Like I know there's there's great artists who are a, a bit more kind of like, oh, you don't see much of their personality and it doesn't detract from the work. Um, but then there's also artists who the personality is, is a big part of the art. It's part of them. And you can see like them and their artwork go kind of hand in hand. And I love that. Um, and I think I'm somewhere in the middle of being like the, the reclusive, quite secretive artist and the, in between that sort of stage but it's it's something that I'd like to like come out of my show a bit more and do or, but it's it's something that I have to learn I think it's not something that comes naturally to me um in ideal world if I was selling like hundreds of paintings and and I could afford not to like do the social media and showing the process then I, I might not I might probably be a bit more sort of like secretive about it but also I think it's quite quite fun I think people people like to see the process like I certainly do because I'm nosy so I like to see like how people like do certain things um <laughs> yeah I think it's it can be yeah I'm I'm, I'm someone who, who, who I do like those artists who show a bit of personality like um but yeah it, it all depends on the person really and I think I was saying about the, like, the failed images. I don't often like do sh share failed images, but I should really because I think it's, it's, it's again it's important important part of the, the process. I mean, there's definitely paintings I've shared when I've I've finished them, but when I finished them, I've hated them or really disliked them. Um, but again, it's 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 that thing of like you always see flaws in your own work, like whereas other people will just see it for the first time, it'll come out of fresh eyes. Whereas I've I've been staring at this thing for like 50 to 100 hours sometimes. And like, and by the, by the end of it, you just you just can end That's up insane. hating it almost. Um, and then you need a few like months break from it. And then you're like, actually quite, quite like that one now. Or there's, or the opposite can happen. Like you can like really love a painting when you finished it. Oh, so I'm kind of curious then actually. So I have a question to ask you first. Okay, a question I'll ask you now. I'm going to ask you later, but I'll ask you it now. And then I'll go back to another question regarding yeah. the images themselves. But which is more important, do you think? Do you think the skill of the artist is more important or the personality of the artist is more important? I think it's the almost the, the personality. And it doesn't mean like being like a, a TikTok-style influencer-type person dancing around. I think personality means like you can, like within the painting, like getting a view of someone's head um 
getting a view of what that what's going on inside their head and how they've interpreted things and put it on a canvas that's 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 much more interesting to me than the, than the actual like application of the uh, the painting um so yeah i'm always fascinated by 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 people who had have like bold visions with their arts like i love i love quite what a lot of people conventionally say quite weird art like kind of or like weird films that are kind of like surreal and kind of because I like things that I could have never have come up with only that person it came from that person's head and that was that was their yeah. their kind of weird little world um I find that much more fascinating than than to me anyway to, than than art that's like a like a just a good idea or a, like a just a you know a great concept um it's the it's the ones that create stuff that just you know they're strange little worlds like there's like i don't know, probably know it's like um i think there's like a gallery called moosey and they do like and they concentrate on a lot of like almost like cartoonish type um like a lot of the artists they 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 work with have these great like almost like creating their own like cartoon worlds basically they have like creating their own characters and they run with it um and I find that quite fascinating like because again it's like I look at it and it's like it's almost familiar to 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 me because it's kind of like an, animated but it's almost like their own version of animations if that makes sense it's, it's like yeah yeah I love these kind of like strange 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 worlds and like if I see an art and I'm I'm just completely fascinated with it and it's an image I've never seen before, that's what fascinates me. And like, and how that artist decided to do that and that came from their head. But that makes a lot of sense in relation to your work as well, though, in terms of like why your work is so fragmented and it's why it is so full of different things because it's like different interests and aspects of you as a person, whether that's conscious or subconscious. Can you say about animation? That makes me think like, I bet you grew up on watching cartoons. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's- yeah, I was going to say, like, I can imagine, because because when you said about animation, it, it, it just made me think, you said about world building earlier, like, what is, like, the first place to learn world building is cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, I think as a child, like, the memories of those, those cartoons and those sort of, like, strange little worlds, it's always, like, it's always there. Um, and I'm someone who, like, I still mm. struggle with the fact that I'm kind of like I I don't feel like an adult in some situations. Like I'll be speak, I'll be. I think this is quite a common oh, yeah. common thing. But I I I always have it when I'm speaking to someone, and they could they even could be younger than me. But I feel like the child speaking to an adult adult. Um, so I've always had this thing where I've still I still feel like a bit a bit in that childlike world. So it's you know it's it's quite. I mean, some people might look at my work and go, like, it's it's very kind of childish and immature and a bit bit kind of, you know, a bit throwaway. Um, but that's that's fine to me. It's like it's what I create and I, I quite like doing it. It's so I wanted to ask you as well, like, have you ever looked at an image and wish you did something differently? Yeah, all the time, like all the time. It's it's like I said, like you see your own paintings and you see the floors, you can rem- you can remember the decisions you made, like when you're doing it and just yeah it's so hard to like detach yourself from the work it's like because you had had the process of going through making it 
so to someone else seeing it like with fresh eyes it's it's completely different to you going through it and and yeah there's loads of stuff that i would i would change or there's bits that i would take out and especially as well like bits that i've added that's almost like you said like popular culture there's parts that i think i think it would be better without that i think it makes it a little bit tacky or it makes it a little bit this but then i've kind of you just got to kind of accept it and then like when a piece is done it's it's kind of you gotta just move on from it and like and i'm not i'm i'm not one of these people who like wants to delete the past of like what i've done in the past too much like because i think it's quite it's it's quite good for people to see that you've had these mistakes and you've gone through these weird notions and they can go oh yeah you went a bit bit off it there but yeah it's 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 fine like i said it's it's all it's i always see my my work as quite a messy output so how how do you know when a piece of work is finished though this is this is a really interesting question because i I've, I've been asked this before and it's you don't you really like i always say like i get to the point where it's like 95 percent done where it's like like where i'm just about happy enough to to like let let it go because i don't think you'll ever be 100 percent happy with it or there's always something you can keep doing with it like you can keep adapting it keep changing it but you've i think you've just got to let things go at some point a lot of times when it's, it's like I said, when i'm totally completely sick of it after i've spent like hundreds of hours and i literally can't do any more to it physically um but yeah i have to be have to be a certain amount i think 95 percent or 96 percent happy with it and then i then i kind of go look i could be tinkering about with it for ages like just tweaking 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 yeah. and it's not going to make not going to make a difference to the overall impact of it but because i'm a perfectionist i could literally go on forever um and sometimes you just literally have to have it like taken out of your grasp and just like put it put it to one side and move on and yeah like i said a lot of time by the time i finish with paintings i'm just completely done with them <laughs> i'm sick of them and um and then and then you kind of like after a while that comes back to like you 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 decide which ones give it a few months and you decide which ones actually you do really like now or whether it didn't work you don't really know until it's until it's done so i remember talking to an artist um, a good art friend that i need to message actually called joe video and um, he creates these really interesting well back then he created these really interesting resin yeah resin i listened to, i did li- really i did listen to that one listen to that yeah. one yeah, yeah. like his, his work is awesome i need to message him i haven't spoken to him for a long time i should message him and see how he is um, but he said in the interview he said a piece of art is never finished, it's always abandoned. And it's something that's always stuck with me because the idea of like, you never know when you, something is finished. And it's like, if you don't abandon it at this moment in time, then you're never gonna, you'll never finish it. It will never be finished. It will never be classed as finished. So, and it's something that I feel like, it's something that was always stuck with me just whenever I talk to something about when like the finish line of your work, because there is no finish line because one could argue until it's in somebody's home, it's not a finished piece of work, mm. you know? One can argue until there's a viewer to see it, it's not a finished piece of work. Nothing's ever truly finished. It's just kind of like, you just have to move on at a certain point. I also wanted to talk about your teaching at Muse Hill. So if you could just tell us a bit about like how the opportunity came about, what the opportunity was and how you found it. Yeah, so someone got into contact with me on um, Instagram about doing this, like like a teaching workshop, like like an art workshop at the at school in London. And again, me being me, I was... It, just had fear of doing it. I was like, I've never done this before. This is something. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought this time I'm going to, yeah, I'll say yes, I'll do it. And it was really nerve wracking, like preparing. I was like, what are they expecting from me? Um, what do they like? But that like, and I couldn't sleep the night before. I was like, what is it, it going to be like? Am I good enough to do this? Like, 
will I have anything of worth to say? Um, but yeah, went up there and, and and met the teachers and they were lovely. They were so like, they was like so chilled with me and kind of like relaxed me straight away and kind of, and gave me the freedom to kind of, and tell me, they sort of like explained to me what they wanted from, from the, from the session, from what they wanted me to do and help out with. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was such a, like a, a, a good little confidence boost because it was something that I almost didn't do. And I did, and I really surprisingly enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed it. Like it was so rewarding and I can definitely see why people get into like teaching now. Cause it was, it's such a, like, I, I'm not like overblown. I didn't do a great deal on the day to like, I didn't, I didn't turn into a teacher. Um, but it was great to help out where I could just do the little bits and pieces, like go around and speak to them. Um, she said certain people needed, like, like I said, this one um, needs a bit like work on this area. Can you chat with them about that? And it was also nice to like chat with them about their kind of like their art and kind of like, and some of them about what they wanted to do in the future. And, and it was, and it was really cool. There was like um, one girl who's actually really shy and like, and the teacher asked, can you kind of like concentrate on this one? Like she's struggling with this kind of bit. So I went, around and I was like telling her this and I was saying about not putting so much paint on your brush and kind of like this and um so so I left her and moved on to someone else and then when I came back she she'd like it was so cool because she'd like listen to what I said and it was like it was it was good to see that like it was good to see like someone had like taken on board and I had something of worth to like give to them which is something like sometimes you don't feel at the time you you feel, am I good enough to do this? Have I got anything to say? Um, and it, I came out of it actually quite, I was like, okay, so I have got, have got some sort of like experience after doing this 10 years that can be useful. Um, and it's quite nice. And, I, and it kind of made me want to kind of share it with people more a little bit. I kind of like want to mm. do, do that. And I think that made me kind of question, because I've always been very kind of focused on what I'm doing, like the creative side, but maybe it's quite cool to like to like be a teacher and help other like so that could open up like it's something I'd love to do more of actually in the, in the future because it was it was it was a really nice experience and like and like I said that it, it, it helped that the teachers were really like really nice like they were they were brilliant and the kids were too the, the students were but they were, were really sort of like they were on board but it's it's, it's funny because I was like because I paint in a, a quite, like I said, in quite a weird way, it's, um, I, I didn't want to like, I'm all for like giving them the opportunity to like paint how they want to paint. It's like, mm. which is great. So I could help them out in some way, but a lot of time I was saying, look, give this a go. If it doesn't work for you, then that's cool. Just you, like, you can find your own way, but maybe try this out or maybe, maybe do it this way. And it's, but yeah, it was, it was such a nice, nice, feeling it was like it was so it was it was good to do like, I'm so glad I've done it I think it's great that you did it personally I think it's absolutely amazing I think it's absolutely amazing because I feel like art workshops and even just like artist talks in schools and in universities I think that's something that we need to see more of because I feel like it provides value for both you as the artist and also obviously the students involved and I think that's kind of a really nice combination of like you being able to kind of get a different kind of perspective on your own work because you know yeah. it's it, it and it's also as you said like it makes you feel valuable because you are valuable yeah it just reminds you that you are valuable you've it's easy to forget because you're stuck in your own world creating your images 
but you forget that you know your work does have an impact on people because somebody saw it and was like we want this particular artist you know and you're not even from london as well you know that that makes it more interesting to me like out of every all the artists they could have chose from london yeah. they were like we're going to go with this artist here you know so clearly your work is impacting people it has the right impact so yeah you know don't forget you do have value yeah i think that's important for you to remember it's like and it's i think they were doing like um again like i, I find it true when it's, they said they've been looking at your work for like their studies which is a mate like and then they they kind of found me through that and kind of said and i remember at the time she was like i know it's your older work and i know it's probably you're probably sick of like people talking about like the, the older stuff and you want to i was like no 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 and I, I like it's it's absolutely fine to me like if if that's what's resonated with people like students it's it's that's absolutely fine like i don't mind like going back to pieces that maybe i'm not so fond of but it's like if if other people have found sort of value in them then that's 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 great I've, i'm really like appreciative of that i love love that I think that's really interesting that clearly that the older work has something in it in terms of the emotions and feelings that people are very much drawn to. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like that's that's something I'm quite quite happy about that that it's that, that for some reason students have picked up on 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 the, these pieces somehow, and that's like it is an aspect that's that's like I said before, it's like when when I'm feeling a bit down about it, or it's like that's what picks me up. I think it's it's at least got got there i may not be i may not sell as many paintings as another artist but i have this little thing where i've i've i have students doing recreations of my paintings and it's like that is that's almost like when you can't buy kind of thing it's like it's sure it's good. It means people are seeing your work. It means your work is being um, presented to people and people are also resonating with it, which I think yeah. you can't really buy. So it's 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 nice to see. I think it's yeah. great to see. And I think also it makes a lot of sense as well because like the, the kind of thoughts and emotions and feelings you're going through whilst creating that work clearly has, you know, been imprinted into the work itself. So it's kind of nice that it's also the themes are so universal that people can look at that and be like, oh, actually, I can relate to it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah, and it's again, it's something that sometimes maybe you don't think. Like a couple of a couple of times, I've done ones with the intention of like this is what I want to show here. But sometimes you do them and you don't realize that you're doing it until afterwards, and then you realize like, okay, I, this is, I can see now what this is, how I was feeling then, and this is this is what came out then. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just nice to have that aspect of it that on the days when I am getting kind of like fed up with it thinking what is the point of it oh like why am I where am I going with this it's that sort of thing I gotta kind of remind myself of that absolutely so I'm kind of curious like do you feel like you're part of a larger art community um I'd like to I'd like to be like I think it's like at the moment I kind of it's is very limited in that regards because I think living outside of like any sort of like art like if you lived in a London or a, a, a Bristol or somewhere, you you kind of have have a bit more of a I don't know easier access to that. So I think I think it's been entirely my fault that I haven't sort of like um, mingled with more artists and, and and got myself out there um, because I'd love it's something I'd love to be, be feel like I'm part of a wider art community. Um, like I remember going to like the events like. 
years ago and I was like I always felt like I had a bit of uh, imposter syndrome where I was like I was like everyone seems to know each other I, I'm kind of like hmm. I'm the odd one out um but yeah I, I, I think I need to put myself out there more and, and get in chatting to more people and there's a few people from like the those earlier days like I need to I think I need to get re in contact with because um yeah I think I, I think it's just been entirely down to me but again life life kind of gets in the way and like it costs a lot to get up to London and it, it does that and it's yeah. it's so it's it's hard to find a little art community if you're if you you're in in outside of those like main hubs I think um it's not impossible but it's just but again a confidence thing I need to sort of like put myself out there more and, and, and make it happen like it's it's entirely my fault that I've, I've been a bit kind of like distant from it all one thing I'm thinking of at the minute is to put together maybe like some kind of whatsapp group or some kind of discord server for artists yeah, that'd be cool yeah um it's something i'm thinking about i don't know if i'm going to do it or not because i think it would be really cool to do because i think it'd be nice just to get like real-time feedback on your work and to bounce ideas around because i think as you said like if you can't physically see people at least we can connect digitally in a way that's going to be you know hopefully yeah. just as good or just as helpful um it's something i think about at the minute just gotta have a lot of connections and it'd be nice to get everybody together um it'd be actually really cool because I just send people other people's work all the time and that's cool. But like, I don't know if they ever talk, if they ever actually look at each other's work. Yeah. I just send it and I'm like, literally, if you guys become best friends, good. If you don't, <laughs> that's fine. Um, you know, and it's like, it'd be nice to actually get people talking and kind of just bouncing ideas around that. And also I think somewhere off Instagram where it's not just so passive and so just like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you want, you know, a place, I feel like, you know, just want a space where you can ask the most stupid questions and they're not stupid questions, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like everyone has a bit of a fear of like asking about questions because they feel like they're going to sound stupid. Like particularly when it comes to stuff like packaging work or shipping work. Or, yeah, and that's you know and that's like a, marketing and business. That aspect of it is like the packaging, the work, and stuff, and, and finding like careers to send it off. It's it's that's a, that's pro probably like the most difficult part. That's like almost you need like a course to do all that sort of side of things. Mm -hmm. That'd be it's. Because if you if you haven't done it before, that's it's very daunting. You don't know where to like source the, the materials from, like how to do it, what looks professional, kind of like it's yeah, it's it's especially if you haven't got like a like an art community, it's kind of um you're left to yourself to figure it out and kind of it, it can be quite scary at times. So I think it's yeah. Yeah, like you said, pack packaging work, that was a, a big challenge. Um and shipping work it's um which is always a nightmare <laughs> but yeah, yeah that'd be great to sort of like um have someone where you can kind of like discuss like the, the lesser known things of like how to like f photograph your work and how to like do the, do the selling what are your interests outside of art so i'm like i'm really into like films like i, I love my films like i i see that as an, another sort of like art form um like just watching films from like all over the world like i love like world film and just just like strange films like every different type it's for me that's kind of like almost all the arts together like because you've got you know, the music in there you've got the it's just I, I it's just something that's i'm really passionate about um music as well like i love 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 music um but again like i think as i get older as well i like trying to keep my finger on the pulse that like, I used to be like really kind of like 
go to a lot of gigs and stuff and like discovering new new bands but again as I've got older it's like takes time to so you've kind of like find your favorites and kind of, I still try to like I love it when like people recommend me like new music because it's like um but yeah that takes time to like like find new music and stuff but yeah so yeah film music anything like creative like just anything like that it's is a massive massive sort of like yeah love of mine and this um I kind of play football outside of thing which kind of I think that helps me gives like um I've had like I got injured recently and I've sort of had like four months off and I've only just started playing again but it's so nice to like just you don't realize how much of like a serotonin boost it gives you like doing exercise and doing some sort of like physical activity like um I didn't realize that how much I miss it it kind of I think it just resets me um having that sort of like social aspect as well um it takes up a lot of my time like there was one point when before I got injured I was like playing like three times a week so it's a lot of time to do that and then paint on top but I still felt like I was getting the same amount of painting done because hmm. um when I wasn't playing football I thought I'm going I can get so much painting done I've got this evening free but because I think the sport kind of like an exercise helps me like I don't know it gives you a boost um it kind of it helped me to to paint more almost so it actually like was the detriment when I stopped playing football um so yeah I love I love that but but yeah kind of yeah I think I think sort of like film music anything creative is is where is where my sort of passions lie and I just I'd love like so what is your favorite film that's, that's a hard question like um I don't know I've got a few like but yeah one that's kind of like I'd say that's kind of in line with my like kind of the way my art is there's a film called Holy Motors um oh, like a French yeah. film yeah and it's that, yeah. really sort of like bizarre and kind of strange but it's I, I just love how like like I said again like how well building and like how strange it is and how it sort of goes from bits to bit um and I think some people look at those sort of films and think, oh, they're a bit pretentious of them. But I love how like creative they are and kind of like going and think, going um, off in different directions. But I love I love anything like that. I kind of love kind of like sort of magical realism and kind of that direction. And like love films of like Lars von Trier, Yorgos Lanthimos, and just um, just anything that's kind of like creative and bold and vision. And like Gasp- Gaspar Noé, like his films like the way he does his like title cards and and stuff and just the way they're shot um they're the they're the films i'm always kind of like drawn to like the the what the the bold visions so is being an artist a liberating isolating or both um i think ultimately i think it's it's more liberating because you get to like express yourself and kind of um i don't know you kind of it it's kind of like that like i said there's no rules to it it's it's kind of you putting your output out there and you can do whatever you want with it um there's no formula so it's so i think it is it's definitely liberating um it can be isolating like but i quite enjoy that i don't mind like i'm not someone who needs like quite enjoy my own company i can kind of be okay with myself like kind like if i've, if I've got an evening sometimes i like having an evening to myself painting like just in in the room lock myself away kind of go go into my own little world it's kind of um 
Yeah, I quite like this sort of like isolation factor, isolating factor. But it's um, yeah, it's. I think I think ultimately it's more sort of like I would say it's more liberating because you get to like explore things and express yourself and in in quite an abstract way. Um, You're not sort of like explaining with words. You're kind of like. explaining with images kind of like something do you ever get lonely whilst creating that because you're by yourself isolated in the studio or like within the space you're creating i think it's like i'm fine with yeah it's i think it's more to do with like you do feel like you're in your apart from like when you're saying about like a wider art community i do sometimes feel like i'm alone and kind of like not got anyone to kind of like speak to about like art stuff so it's kind of but I'm I'm kind of I kind of enjoy like an evening and like painting like it's it's where I kind of like it's sometimes like if your friends are out doing something socially and then you're in painting you can kind of think oh, I'm but at the end of the day I, I do I do I do love it and it's um but yeah it's, it's a very solitary thing painting um I think you have to be okay with that and be be quite comfortable with yourself like and quite comfortable with with not interacting with people for a while because hmm. to be fair that's kind of hard oh. to do nowadays yeah yeah well, it's kind of everywhere isn't it it's like like so with phones and stuff it's it's um you've got constant distractions and stuff so it's, it's i think it's quite nice sometimes to have have a bit of time to yourself to do stuff so if nobody saw your work would you still create it? Um, I, I like to think so. I like to think that it's like, like you were saying earlier, it's, it's the process that I've, I've discovered that I, I thought it was about the outcome and about the thing, but I, I have discovered it is the process of, of, of doing it and completing it. Um, and I was always someone who'd start something and not finish it, like, or start something, get distracted. So I think it gives me a routine of having the process of, of, of starting something or having an idea starting it going through it going doing the challenges and actually completing something um i think that's quite rewarding like whether it takes me a month to do a painting it's it's there is that there's there's like a, a certain start or a start and a finish to it so yeah I, i'd like to i'd like to think so but but i think i think some like but it is good to like get other eyes on it i think it's i think it's important i think it's a big part of it and it's like um yeah, it's deep down. I think you probably do do it for to show other people what's what's inside you. So it's it's um yeah, I don't know. No, that's a that's a that's a, that's a good question. It's a difficult question, but it's a good question. It's because I think most artists. Well, actually, I say I think most artists that I ask that question to say they create it for themselves first. And one could argue like you always will because you before anybody ever saw your work before you ever posted your work online you created it and it came from yeah. a place of yourself but i think it's just like at what point and i guess it's a hypothetical question you can answer if you want but like at what point do you kind of give up yourself to wait how can i explain wait, how can i ask this question properly like where's the threshold between you creating work because you really enjoy it or you creating work because you have an audience now you know yeah 
Well, that's that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Because like, I think I think you're always going to be drawn into like doing stuff that people like. I know I have in the past, like done a painting and I've I've maybe added something that's maybe not not more me, but I I kind of thought, oh, that might you know people might like that like kind of part of it. Um, but then again, I always feel like it's it's they're parts of the, like the painting I kind of regret doing. Um, so I think it is always good to trust your gut on it and go with what you you like rather than what you think other people might. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one. Like I think I think everyone gets 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 influenced by things and the outside world and 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 thinking about whether certain people would would like like it. But then that, I suppose that's part of the creation. That's part of the the creation itself it's um so what does it mean to be a successful artist i think it's hard it's hard to like to measure, to measure the success like of your work they said it has different values on different levels like is it about to some people it might be about selling to other people it might be about um impact on other people um to me it's it i think it's just figuring out what you want to do with it and kind of just being being content with 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 your with your output i think you if you're content with what you're putting out um but yeah success there's so many different like levels to success whether whether it's like i mean you don't really have to sell anything to like i don't know it's it's, it's hard hard. um but yeah i think success can be you can you can see it in different ways like um some people it's like success is about selling work and and getting recognition and other people's success is, is just managing to figure out what they want to do and, and get it out there. Um, and it might not have to sell um, to them. They might, might be quite happy with that. Um, but yeah, I think again, to be, to be a successful artist to me would be to do a body of work that I'm really proud of. And it's almost like the definitive, definitive version of, of me at that time. Again, being being the way I am, I'm, you're never 100 happy with, with with your output and what you do. Um, but you, it's just finding that balance. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm a successful artist at all, um, but you know that's that's fine. I think. I personally disagree with that. I feel like the fact that you've had people buy your work, the fact that you've had you know the ability to teach a workshop, the the fact that you have people reaching out to you about your work saying that they're studying your work, I think that makes you very successful. In fact, I'd say that probably makes you more successful in a smaller sense than a lot of artists that are just selling work. Because yes, you also sell work, but you also have a bigger impact than just selling work. You have people reaching out to you about your work. I think that is very successful, you know? And it's not even something, and it's not even something that you were aiming for, which is why that's even more interesting. Yeah, it's quite a nice way to look at it. Thank you. It's like, it's just, it's, it's hard to process at times. Like what, what you think because obviously you have so many like dreams of where you think things could go in your head and and when they don't happen or like it doesn't turn out how how you'd like it to um I think you can be a bit down on yourself about so sometimes it does need to be like broken down and and like but yeah it's it's you know, looking at it like that it's quite it's quite nice for, for me to hear that like it's like sometimes I need to hear hear that sort of thing from someone else it's, I think I think I like don't underestimate the fact that like people are looking at your work. It may not be your current work. It may not be the work you necessarily like, but people are looking at your work and being impacted by it. 
enough to message you enough to invite you to come into the workshop like that's not oh we like it that's like oh this is actually has some depth to it like that's not to be sniffed at because it's like i don't know any of the artists to be able to do that personally so i think that's cool you know yeah i've learned i've learned to change my perspective on it a bit like i I used to used to be like really kind of like harsh on myself and i think you've just got to be a bit more kinder to yourself at times Mm -hmm. like um and think that whatever you can do and it's 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 fine like i think the thing i'm most proud of is that i've kind of kept up with it i've kept on doing it it doesn't really matter that i've that it it may not have gone the way of like as far as i wanted it to but it's i'm kind of quite proud that it's something that i've kind of stuck to and stuck at it and kept on going um over the years and it's just i think that's like that's one of my um that's what I'm quite proud of that I just, just I, I've kept going with it and I've kept on um, persevering. So I was going to say also, what did you say? I was going to say to what you just said. Um, the, the thing is that you have to also remember like art is a lifelong career. Like just because you're not making the kind of money you thought you'd be making now from your art doesn't mean you can't make that in 10 years time. Doesn't yeah. mean that in 10 years time you won't be making that, you know? Like yeah, it's, your, it's something that you can do at any age. Yeah, like, like your art career is not over. Your art career is only just starting, you know? yeah it's like, yeah so it's, it's good that it's, there's no like like i said before with like footballers they kind of like you unfortunately it's like at 35 you're retiring almost yeah. like 36 um but, but to be fair with the amount of money you've made i would be like i would be retiring <laughs> at that age yeah i'm like yeah, sorry but like it. i retire at 20 if that's me like honestly i'll be fine <laughs> with that i'll be perfectly happy with that um yeah only with art, how it how it can be that like you can literally do it when you're you can start being an artist when you're like seventy and it's and 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 have a career that so it's good that it's it's something that's it's 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 kind of quite a long game thing. Um, there's something you can pick up at any time and or even you can you can if you're having a, a tough few years you can drop out of and then get back into it. it's 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 something that's that there's age is no limit on it. I think what's also interesting is that there's an artist I interviewed probably like a month ago or so, called Emily Wallerstein. And she said that there was a piece, there's a series of work she created and she created the series of work over 10 years. It took her 10 years to create the series of work while she was having, while she was mm-hmm. working. Um, and I, just kind of, I wanted to say that to you because obviously you're saying about being doing art for 10 years and being like, it seems like a long time. Like she created a series yeah. of work over 10 years. Wow. You know, because she was working while she was doing it. She didn't have, she was, she's a full-time artist now and she's yeah. been a full-time artist for, I think only like about six months or so. But like only that, like only recently she turned into a full-time artist it, yeah. after at least 10 years of working, at like least minimum 10 years of, of working on yeah. a series of work. So you have to remember, like, the hope is not lost. It seems like it's, it's a strange, time. strange thing like art. Like it can yeah. the strange thing like how it can take 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 long sometimes in art. And everyone has a difference. Some people might it might kick off in a couple of years, in two, two, three years. Some people it takes 10 years, some people it takes Forty years, some people it never happens for, but it's just something that if you love doing it, I think you just have to keep keep trying it. And um, and again, it's different different art, artworks um, require different times and the different timescales yeah. and different. It's, um, it's like I'm fascinated by people who can like sometimes when I've like, watched that like, sky portrait artist, artist of the year, like if that fascinates me how people some people can like create these things in such a short space of time that like, it's unbelievable like but, but then it's completely different to this to 
to the style of art what I do so it's kind of again some like when I went to do that um school teaching there's like some some students was there was one who was like like managed to get about three or four pieces done one when I was there and another one just managed to get the tiny section done um so it's I think everyone works at their own pace with art um and there's no there's no right or wrong way it's kind of it's just the way you you find comfortable I completely agree I think it doesn't have that social media puts a lot of pressure on people to to feel like they have to be producing work every single day they have to always be yeah great yeah. work they have to you know um have their work seen because i think the thing is that we forget that there is a huge difference and actually the question i wanted to ask that i showed was the last show because yeah. we're here yeah but yeah. um like the idea of like content creation and art like we i think we often forget like some people are on internet just to create content not create art yeah like do you think there's a difference between art and content creation i'd say like art is more the uh, i'd say that almost like the product that is the that is the main thing um and then i'd say that possibly content creation is like everything around it, like the marketing aspects um, and how you want to present your work, whether you want to present it um, in a very personable way or you want to be a bit more reclusive and just let the art speak for itself. Um, so I think content creation is is almost like, the almost like, like you said, advertising the marketing mm. strategy behind it. Um, and that's a lot of hard work. Like a lot of these people say about the, the influencers and that, or, there's a lot of like effort yeah. that goes into like creating a lot of time and to try and and just the consistency you need to do it with like I've kind of given myself a break a little bit on the fact that everyone knows the algorithm works so you need to keep posting 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 and I'm do you know what I, I go through stages where I post quite a lot and then I go through stages like I, I can't remember the last time I posted possibly last week or the week before um but then there'll be days when I'm I'm posting quite regularly um so I've kind of I've had to like learn to like give myself a break instead of stressing out like what am I gonna what am I gonna I need to create some content to show people I need to like do this if it's there it's there if I can manage to get something together then that's cool but um I'm not gonna it like be a slave to like the algorithm or whatever anymore it's just it's it's you know it's otherwise it just becomes a stupid game like of of just trying to get trying to get likes and trying to get and and I've found myself falling in a trap trap before of trying to get people to like of trying to work the algorithm and trying to like get people to follow so they can see my work so, so it can go somewhere but I think your work should eventually if it's if, if people like it they'll you can you, you'll find a way of getting it to them and it's it's I think you shouldn't stress yourself out too much about the the it's an important part market don't get me wrong but it's it's something that you, you don't almost like don't make yourself depressed about it it's 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 fine not to post on social media it's not all about social media which again is something that you you forget a lot of the times like I, I think you've said before like the main thing of an artist should be like the website it should be like social yes. media should be to like push them towards a to, towards the website yeah and it's something that you have to hear is here every now and again because I was like oh yeah why am I so obsessed with the, the Instagram as, as if that's the product like and I already know it's not from before because I remember on Facebook when I first started I built up a quite a big following on Facebook I think I had like 18,000 19,000 people right. and then that completely dropped off a cliff so it's it just shows you that like these social medias can do that and it should be more about like creating I don't know creating almost 
it's good to have a place where people can see your work but it's also like yeah i think your website should be like your your calling card really i think i don't know I think it's actually really funny that you actually pay attention to what I say to you and you actually remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I did the that actually. I forgot I did. See, I'm not joking because I don't pay attention. Um, but there's something, it's just because I know so many photographers, especially who do not have websites. And I'm like, how? Like, this is, you yeah. know, 2023. Yeah. I guess it's 2022 then. So 2023, like, the website is the most important thing you can have because that's where people are going to see your work. And for me personally, yeah. like, I love looking at artists' websites because it's displayed how you want to display it. You know, it's like yeah. you choose how your work is presented. You know, it's it's a full control, a full artist control on the website. On Instagram, you know, you're, you know, you're um, you have to tailor it to whatever, and like in like Twitter and Facebook, whatever, you have to tailor it to the social media sites. But your website exactly, is for yeah. you. You can do it however you want to. And I feel like by not having that, you're really running the risk of, you know, potentially losing all of your kind of followers online, really. Because if Instagram falls yeah. off a cliff tomorrow, which to be honest, it probably could do, you know, yeah. and you don't have a website, people can't see your work. Like what, what do you have to show for it? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I went for a stage where I, I did think, is this is is the worth is, is the website worth it? Is there, is anyone seeing the website? But I, but I, I've always had it there because I've, I've, because I think it just needs to be there for me, just to like, as 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 that place to um, for people to find find my work. In like like you said in the way you want to show it do, do i does it generate any sort of like do people find me through there probably not they probably see me more through instagram but having the website i think that's your your base i think that's your mm. your base and that and like you said it's it's on the web and it's it's your little domain where you can kind of like they present yourself yeah, I, I don't know. I just find it bizarre that people don't have websites because I feel, yeah. you know, a lot of my photography friends are like, you know, but they're expensive. I'm like, yeah, but your Netflix is expensive, you know. I think I think it's an expense that I've always been quite happy with. Like, I've always I've always put put it like this: like uh, a website, like for a year, it's like, I mean, it's like possibly a hundred, hundred and fifty, possibly. I can't remember. Yeah. It's hundred forty. Yeah, so I think something yeah, like that. Anyway, so and I think that's like a couple of nights out in town or like or, or or a really heavy night out so it's like and and yet that's that's kind of like for for a year and that's something towards i'm never fine to put money towards that because i know it's something that's 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 worthwhile it's not it's yeah i think it's something that i will always have i think even if people don't visit it i don't i don't know i don't I don't really know how to work all the what's like that SEO and all of that, and I, and I don't really, really kind of like look into that a lot. I just have it there to, to display my work. So I have a question for you from the last artist I interviewed, yeah. and a photographer called Calypso Jeffries, aka Limino Films. And her question for you is: If you had all the time and money you could ever need, would you still create the work that you create today? That's a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, all the time and money that I need. Do you know what? I think I'd, I'd, I would kind of try and do something with like film or something if I had a load of like endless pots of cash. Um, I think possibly in terms of painting as well, like I do, I think it'd be similar along the same lines, but I think it would just give you a bit more freedom to go. Like I don't, like you said before with um, how you can almost get drawn into doing stuff that you think might people might like or might sell i think it will give you the freedom to 
to not care about that so much and kind of just go for it. Um, I think I'd definitely try and paint on larger scale um, and just, so yeah, in terms of like the output, I think it'd be relatively similar, but I think I'd try and use, if I had endless pot of money, I'd kind of use it to sort of like, maybe go to university, maybe like meet a lot of people and maybe, and almost get the paintings out to the people like, you could rent I think it'd be more about like you could rent gallery space and stuff um yeah and just just put on a show without having to worry about the financial um aspect of it um and I do like it's I'm not saying like people are in a a more privileged kind of because we're all in different aspects there's people worse off than me there's people better off than me but I, I do think it being in having more access to money does give you a bit more of a chance to um to to make it as an artist i think if you if you really look at i think a lot of a lot of people in the creative fields um do come from a bit of money don't they like the majority like i think it just gives you that little it just i'm not saying they haven't had to work hard but it gives you an extra um, it gives you it gives you a better chance I think it gives you a better chance because you don't have to worry about um, putting food on the table or putting a, or, or, or putting a roof over your head it, um, you can you can take more risks um, there's yeah. some points in life where I haven't taken risks because I've, I've needed to like work and stuff so it's it's yeah. it, it just gives you that chance like I'm not saying they're any less talented or any less deserving it's just I think having money just gives you that extra extra chance to um to, to be a bit more confident with it and being and take take a few more gambles with life decisions yeah i think that's actually a really really good point actually because you know there is a a kind of trend i don't know if a trend's the right word to put it but there's a kind of trend in like rich kids doing art yeah yeah because they can not because they really need to just because they can whereas mm. for a lot of artists creating art is just a need isn't they need to do yeah. it whether they get paid for it or not, they're still gonna do it. Yeah. You know, I think it's why it can be frustrating when you see maybe art that's not so great or art that doesn't necessarily have as much debt be sold for a lot of money. Or yeah. you see any people sell up in NFTs for stupid amounts of money, yet you have an artist who creates work that has taken 20 times longer that doesn't even get a fraction of that price. You know, yeah. I think it it the unlevel playing field is something that I personally don't particularly like in art. I think that's only one probably one of the only gripes I have with the art community and the art kind of industry is that like things aren't even. And I think that's yeah. like everything in life. That's just a way though, but it's also a bit unfair to me in my eyes. Cause I just know so many cool artists who could honestly, all they need is a bit more financial support and they can do so much with their work. They have so much potential, mm-hmm. but they're being held back by finances. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it makes it quite sad actually because there's just so many people i know that i could just do so much cool stuff yeah it's it's, it's but i suppose it's just that's just the way i suppose mm. that's the way the, the the world is there is it's it's always going to be like that and you i think you've just got to kind of like realize you're not in the same same league as these these people who who've got the money to spend on like you said some of the like the rich kids doing art um they can they can spend loads of money on like the social media advertising and it just doesn't it, it doesn't affect them in the slightest they could spend hundreds and thing to like build generate uh, and get eyes on their work um whereas it's quite hard to get but i think you've just got to realize you're not 
everyone comes from different backgrounds and you and you can't really compare yourself and your success to someone who's have a, had a different upbringing from you because it's it's yeah. and has a different economical background it's you you can't like I've got a bit of a gripe with like the um things when like you see these see these like almost these very macho videos and of these like people going you could if you put your mind to it you can be whatever you want to be you can be da, 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 da. and um it's to a certain extent yeah like uh, it's, it's good to think that way but it's you've got to understand a lot of these people if you look into like especially in the creative fields like i said like actors and st- they come from a background like a lot of them went to private schools a lot of them like mm. it's it's mu- i think it's much harder to break through um if you're not if you don't have the connections and you don't have like like an endless pot of money behind you um and you've just got to, you've just got to remember like don't beat yourself up if someone else looks like they're 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 making it and kind of like in doing what you want to do because it's it's might there might be more to it than that there might it might not everyone has the same opportunities to each other it's um it's 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 not an even playing field so you can't really compare yourself to which you shouldn't like i like i said i do it as much as the next person but you shouldn't really compare yourself to someone who who might have had different different issues someone might have had different problems and different issues it's it's, it's um yeah it, everyone's everyone's different and come from different places so what i'm trying what i'm rambling on about is yeah don't don't look at something and get too disheartened if they look like they're like flying and you're not because there might be more to it that's true that's very true so do you have a question for the next artist interview yeah i've got one that's quite like i don't know where it's a bit too like deep um but and then one that's quite like just just would interest me like because yeah right um and i don't know whether i could like say this well but we'll try um but like do you think art that has like a clear meaning or like a political message about the world we live in is more powerful or meaningful and like ultimately like more important than art that is maybe more kind of abstract and atmospheric and more about escapism from the world we live um but yeah because I've, I've always been like interested in that because i think some people think political art is more i don't know like more important and mean but i which i guess i have conflicting like feelings on it all like maybe it is i don't know but um but the art I'm into is like, like I've said before, it's more like about escapism from the world. Um, and I think you can do both at the same time, but it's just, I'm just interested to see what people um, think about that. And like, yeah, but yeah, but I've got another one as well. If that's, if that's a bit too. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Another one's also cool. I've asked them too, because it's you, yeah. I'm not going to say no. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just interested. Like what, what do you have on your walls at home? Is it, is it pictures of your family or is it, um art um do you collect art yourself like prints or anything um and if so is it similar to the art that you do or is it very different oh i love that question a lot i love that question yeah. a lot what was what was at home and if it's art and if you collect art is it similar to your work but art is it similar to the work you produce oh i like that that's really cool because i like the tracks like is it yeah it's it's, it's I'm like because i'm always like fascinated because i'm fan of art and I love like collecting art as well because I love it like it's um my walls are full of like different little bits of picked up here and there um but I'm not sure whether a rule artist like that or it's like 
or is their home full of family? Because <laughs> there's like like hardly any pictures. Of, that, that, I, actually, I say hardly any. There's zero pictures of me and my girlfriend on the walls in, anywhere in our house. It's all just random bits of like that's so cool uh, it's, oh, that's, that, so that's, cool. that's that's what's on my walls but whenever i go around a friend's house they've got like they've got pictures of their family <laughs> in conjunction with that question as well like i've always yeah. found it weird because a lot of people say like the ones of my friends they're like why would anyone want to buy a picture of a random person on the, and put it on the wall whereas i'm like more like i'd prefer to have a random person on my yeah. wall than someone that i know like it's kind yeah. of like to me that's like more intriguing to have like a, a a face of of someone else who is like mysterious who I don't know anything about that's more yeah. intriguing to me than having someone a picture of my own face or a picture of of someone I know's face it's like that's like yeah quite like it doesn't bother me like like I'd, I'd, I'd happen I have bought prints with of, of pictures of other people like of, like Oh, send me some pictures of your prints. I want to know what they are. Yeah, I will do it, yeah. I'm like, the thing is, I'm a bit too curious, I think, but I'm very curious. Um, Like, I'm very curious. I I love seeing what kind of other art people collect, what people, like, buy. Yeah. Because, like, as I said, like, if you go to a gallery, like, you you have a very different opinion on on works. And, like, what you like and what somebody else like is very different. So I'd be very curious to know what kind of art you have on your wall. Yeah, I'll send you some photos. A lot of of it is I've got some, like, album covers and stuff that's been, like, done in... but yeah i've got like film posters as well and it's That's just cool. it's um but yeah i've got a few few prints from from artists and That's it's cool. just all i think buying art prints is actually really important though because like a good affordable way to like you know to help an artist out and to, you know yeah it's, them, yeah so. it's a great way of like kind of yeah i don't know yeah, i need to get I, back into doing prints a bit i think yeah i would agree i think you absolutely should because then like just make your work more accessible to everybody that's yeah. the thing. Think about how you can have your work at different price points, how that's going to you know, be yeah. helpful to you. Um, and it'll give people the opportunity to purchase some of your work without having to have a meter by a meter wall space. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's just the, the only thing is it's the it's the getting it right because I don't want to yeah. I don't want someone to be disappointed with like if I re- like they receive their print and they're disappointed with like, but again, I'm overthinking it. Just like, <laughs> the problem is like you have to. So the, the really the I'll thing just do it that, and then if, yeah. it, if it like if I'm happy with it. Well, you have yeah. to give yourself like a month to like run some test prints. Like run some test prints. Like the first thing you have to do yeah. is establish a budget. Once you've established a budget yeah. for test prints, go to a few yeah. different places, get some test prints, see what's the best, then go from there. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you'll be like, uh, "What we're doing? What we're doing? Let's just get it from here." And yeah, you'll be like oh. But I would like highly advise, not that I'm in a position to, but I'd highly advise get, go somewhere where you can get the prints sent to you first so you can review them before you send them out. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the issue, which is, you know, so annoying because it's an extra step in terms of like timing, but it also means you have quality control over your work. And that yeah, way, if, if there's something wrong with it, you don't find out once the person's got it, you'll know beforehand. Yeah, I've I've always done that. When I've done it in the past, I've always had it delivered to me. And then a yeah. couple of times I've had to like redo it and re redo the photo adjust it and then get it back and then because i always want to send something out that i'm happy with like that course, i yeah. think it'll be so the next question for you is are there any sacrifices or compromises of being an artist in terms of sacrifice the time management as well like because it takes a lot of time to do art so you're, you're sacrificing a, a big chunk of your time and you're like i'm quite lucky at the moment i don't have kids and my partner's quite she's she's quite okay with me just locking myself away for a few hours while she watches tv or or whatever it's not like needing like to 
you know, I like like I like my own space, so I kind of I'm happy with that. I think, yeah, I think you do need to sacrifice a lot of your time. Um, but it's if it's something you enjoy, then it it's not so much of a sacrifice. But but yeah, it's it's possibly like you know. It, it costs a lot again and I, I don't want to keep banging on about like the money aspect but it does cost it costs a lot so, like it's this thing so you've you've got that as well and um yeah but I, I think it's just it takes a, a lot of time and a lot of effort to like do it on the side and kind of treat it as treat it as another job it's like juggling two jobs at once it's it's it can be can be tricky at times we'll go for the last question which is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work so I'm currently working on a painting. It's like it's a, it's it's kind of similar to the one I've done quite recently. It's it's kind of I'm trying to explore like movement and dance a bit more. It's it's a painting. It took me ages to kind of like get to a point where I was happy to go ahead with it. And since I've started painting it, it's it's like I've kind of I don't want to say dislike it, but it's it's not been one of my favorites to paint. But then I found that in the past from past experience I know that sometimes that can change like I can get to a point in it when I start to love it again like and it's so at the moment I'm kind of it's a bit of a struggle and I think one of the reasons is is there's a lot of hands in it and as any artist knows I think uh hands are really hard to get right um so I've given myself that challenge to do and I don't know why um but yeah it's what it's one that kind of like I keep but I think there's a lot of um room in this one I might kind of like experiment a bit more with like I've got the composition sent out but there's a lot of room like there's in the bottom sort of left hand corner of it I could I think I can add some stuff there and then if it doesn't work I'll kind of go over it which I don't, I don't think I do enough of and to be honest I don't I don't do enough adapting um, once I've got started I do some but not a great deal whereas this one I think I'm going to give myself permission to just go a bit wild with it um, and see what happens but yeah so that's what I'm working on at the moment um, and yeah you can find me on at my website or which is www.kylebeasley.com or through Instagram drop me a message or I think I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter but I, I don't use Twitter like you should use Twitter I just use it like Instagram I just post pictures I don't post opinions really or anything so so I'm on there as well but but yeah just anything or like um drop me an email but yeah it's all on my website basically and you can just just find the links on there to go through if you want to check it out oh thank you so much for your time no thank you so much for having me it was really good thank honestly, you honestly absolutely perfect thank you so much I really appreciate you doing this so much honestly That concludes the second and final part of my conversation with Carl Beasley. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com and get in touch via social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word. Also, don't forget to check out theflyingfruitball.co.uk for daily inspiration. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. Additionally, if you'd like to support the platform further, we now also have a Patreon. Tears start from £1. And for more information, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash theflyingfruitball. 
Affiliate donations are not your thing. We also have a PayPal for one-time donations. I'll include a link to our PayPal in the show notes. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. No donation, folks. Please stay safe.